Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Good morning, listeners. It's A-Train. I'm here talking with the star of the show, Super E. What's, What's up, up? train Oh, how you doing? Not too bad. It's a, it's a beautiful Sunday morning here where I'm at. It's very beautiful here, too. Yes. yes. When we get done here, I'm going to go outside. Uh, you know what? I've already been outside. Like I told you earlier, I've already had to corral two guys. So my neighbors, I got out. I was getting ready to eat my wife's garden, which would have been their death sentence. <laughs> so I saved their lives by getting them back into their pen. Hey, uh, you know what? Let's just let's just go back over that. Tell me, uh, so when you went outside today, it was a little chilly. Um, yeah, you just grabbed the first coat you could uh, oh, yeah, find yeah. off so, the hook, huh? Yeah, so when I opened the back door to go outside, I was, ooh, it's a little chilly out. So I just reached back and grabbed the first coat without really paying attention to it. I put it on. I'm like, wait a minute. This is my stepdaughter's, <laughs> 16-year-old stepdaughter's fluffy jacket. <laughs> But I said, nobody's going to see me, you know, because I only have one neighbor and the rest of them are miles away. Uh-huh. Nobody's going to see me. I'm just going to go throw this out in a trash barrel. And so then I uh, walked to the front yard because we put our trash bowl in front because trash day is tomorrow. Okay. And then I'm walking back and all of a sudden, here comes the, my neighbor's two goats across the street from Cross Street. I can't remember their names. I think it's like Taffy and Laffy and uh, something like that. Okay. And they're very sweet. But they, they come over and I pet them, and of course they do their little uh, shit on the sidewalk of you know that comes out like little balls P- pellets, yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> and then they start eyeing my wife's garden that she uh, works so hard. Oh shit! To plant, and she's got all these gigantic dreams for her, like we're going to be eating giant tomatoes and cucumbers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all this. Well, they start making a beeline for that, and I had to. <laughs> Round up a couple of goats and do the Dr. Doolittle, coax them back over to my neighbor's barn. Uh-huh. And they're walking. One's very cooperative and, and goes back inside. The other one's kind of taking her time. Well, right then, uh, one of my neighbor's uh, buddies that helps him with his cattle pulls up in this big rig. And he gets out and he sees what I'm trying to do. He gets, he gets out and helps me get that other goat up. And then I can see he's eyeing the coat I'm wearing. But, and so I could tell I look like Dennis Rodman marrying himself with Madonna. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's looking at the jacket that I didn't think anybody would see. And I go, okay, I believe I must explain the jacket. And he just goes, mm. you know, he doesn't want to say anything. I go, it's the first thing I grabbed. I wasn't paying attention. It's my 16-year-old stepdaughter's. It's very warm. And, and okay, just just a little description. So it's it's a it's, teenage it's girl's okay. jacket. It's it's, a, it's it's a little it's a little small, <laughs> granted, but it's extremely comfortable. And yeah. he was like, 
All right. So I can I know my neighbor's going to hear it later. I don't know what's up with the guy across the street. What color was it? It's the, black. Okay. Well, okay. It was black, but it was it was furry. It's, 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 it looks like very fluffy wool, <laughs> and in the way it's cut, I I basically look like I'm. It looks like Elton John's getting ready to flop down on the piano stool and start playing <laughs> Philadelphia Freedom. <laughs> Oh geez. So, uh, okay, it, Dennis Rodman, what do you got for us today? Well, today I'm going to talk about uh, this happened a long time ago, probably thirty so thirty years ago, and uh, some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, district detectives they had heard about a party that was happening in this bar. It was like a private party, okay, and. The information they got, there was going to be a lot of cocaine in there, illegal drugs and stuff. Okay. And so they didn't know how to get into this place because, like I said, it was going to be like a private party type of thing. Right. And also, it was going to be only Hispanic folks. Okay. And so they didn't have, you know, they didn't have any Hispanic folks that thought they could go in there without being detected or whatever. Right. So they asked me because, remember, uh, Back in when I was a uniform officer, people thought I was Hispanic. I, you know, I was one part of town, I was Chico, the other part I was Gonzalez, and uh-huh. then, or I was Eric, uh, what's his name? Eric Estrada? Uh, yeah, Eric Estrada. He used uh-huh. to call me Chips. And then Jump, Chips. Jump Street, too. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah, then I was Jump Street. But uh-huh. anyway, so they asked me, they go, hey, do you think you can go in there? I go, yeah. They said, now you're going to have to take somebody with you, you know. Uh, I said, yeah, I, I got, I got, I got one of the uh, somebody can help me. Uh, D, you heard D, the uh, Fountain Square Demi Moore. She'd be more than happy to help. And they're like, right on, because we're getting tons of complaints on the place. Okay. So that was the plan. Me and D was going to go in there to see if we could see any drugs, buy the drugs, point out who's selling the drugs, the whole thing. So. We go in there, and I could tell they were like, they were IDing people at the door, really, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, okay. So, so me and D, you know, come up, and you know, I Bigfoot Gringo, and she looks like Daisy Dude Trailer Park, and <laughs> I thought, well, hopefully they let us in. And they were, they saw us, and you know, they said, you know, even though we didn't know anybody, come on in, come on in. I think they, I think they loved you. Uh-huh. And uh, we go on in, and the place is packed, and they're playing music. And it's you know it's just like music, but then in in Hispanic music, they have got that trumpet that comes out of nowhere. Oh yeah, you know what, what the uh-huh. hell just happened? Uh-huh. So w- nobody knows this, but next thing you know, they sit us down at the table with all their friends, and we're laughing and joking. And we have no idea what they're saying. Right. And uh, the next thing I. I know this one guy, I can see they keep going back to the bathroom, back and forth to the bathroom. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I think something is going on in the bathroom. Well, he could so, just have a prostate problem. Or, or you yes. Know, tiny but, bladder. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> right. I don't think they were using something for their bladder in this. They weren't yeah. shoving things up for their prostate. Okay. Um so I go into the bathroom, and there's like 12 guys in this small bathroom. And every one of them is snorting cocaine off whatever there is. 
dirty ass bathroom stink, <laughs> stall toilet. Oh, I'm like, oh my god! Damn. So I'm I'm looking around, and oh, I I had to I actually had to urinate, and I just go, "Hey guys, can you stop snorting cocaine for five seconds so I can take a piss?" No, pardon, pardon, uh, sorry, pardon. So everybody picked up their cocaine and let me go into the stall and urinate, and so then we go back. I go back to the table, and the guy that I kept seeing go back and forth, he was the dealer. He was okay. supplying everybody with cocaine. Okay. So I looked at him and I said the best I could. You know, you know how you, you speak with somebody that you know doesn't understand you, you all of a sudden assume they're deaf because you start talking louder <laughs> right. and saying words that they don't understand. Right. I'm like, I would like to buy the cocaine. <laughs> and and he's like, okay. And then cocaine. Oh, and he's kind of looking at me. And then I just Looked, I just motioned over to D, and I said, "Tell him you want cocaine." And she looked at him and goes, "I want cocaine," <laughs> and he was like, "See." <laughs> so then me, D, and him, we go into the bathroom, and uh, he he lays out this cocaine. I gave him a whole stack of loot, and then he was wanting to do it right then. He was like, "No, no, no, we can't do it now." You know, we don't want people bursting in on us. And he was like, okay, see. So we go back outside, and the plan was, now this is how long ago it was. Yeah. I couldn't just, I didn't have the special, trans. I didn't have a transmitting device that could work because we knew it was going to be too loud. Right. And so nobody would be able to hear me. And the clothes right. I was wearing, I wouldn't be able to hide anything. Couldn't, didn't have a gun, didn't have a transmitting device. Because normally when I would wear a transmitting, transmitting device like that, it would be in a very sensitive yes. area. Yes. And these things like to heat up. Uh -huh. And I didn't want to be there setting on it. So it, it would be between one sensitive area and another sensitive area. I, I think that's that's called the taint. Or yeah, the, I didn't want my taint to it, combust into flames. Now, I think, and, here's the deal, though. I think uh, the male... Uh, word for taint is gooch. I think on a guy it's called a gooch. But anyway, you go know, ahead. I've, ne I've never heard that before. Never heard and that. I think I, I think I know an officer who has the last name of gooch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Go ahead. I'm but, sorry. Uh, so, anyways, I had to I had to go outside to a payphone and uh, let him know, hey guys, the backup. There was like twenty some officers, you know, all in uniform, right? And um, I said, hey, guys, we've got it. Come on in because they they had like an anticipatory search warrant. Okay. You don't hear that very much, but yeah. Yeah. they had a warrant that if the undercover officer was able to buy cocaine, they could come in and do a search warrant of the premises. Right. So now they get to come in. They come busting in. And they all knew who uh, D was. And so anyways, I go back in. And Dee is holding court at the table. She's surrounded by all these adoring guys uh -huh. looking at her. Mm -hmm. Don't understand a word she's saying, but she's just sitting there talking. Hey, you sons of bitches! Because now what I forgot is she didn't have much tolerance for long neck bud, bud beer or whatever it's called. Okay. I'm, I'm a non-drinker. Yeah. But they, when I went out to use the phone, they they all started buying her long neck buds. Oh, and she started pounding them. So now, gotcha. 
she's fucked up <laughs> and she's hollering at everybody hey you motherfucker give me another one so i go in and i go what just happened and uh i kind of pulled aside i said hey dial it down you know otis freak out campbell and uh i said they're coming in here in a minute now and she goes who's that well, all the police officers you know you know the game plan oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. she goes i'll play it cool I said, you do that. Just play it cool. Like, you know, we don't know what's going on. Just play it cool. Be quiet. Don't say anything. She goes, I won't say a word. You can count on me, Super 8. I said, thank you. The police come busting in. And, of course, they got to treat us like everybody else. Right. So, they're everybody, everybody on the ground. You know, they all give, you know, everybody stand up. Everybody on the ground. It's all conflicting <laughs> orders ending in motherfucker. Right. And uh, so, they grab me and D, And then... I thought Dee knew how to go with the plan. She goes, one of the police officers kind of grab her, put her up, because, hey, you motherfucking piece of shit, take your fucking dirty ass paws off me. I said, okay, Charlton has him, but not on the. Just, you're not going with the flow, D. <laughs> yes. I'm like, go easy. And then the one officer that was the head of it, she kept looking at him. You are a piece of shit, you fucking piece of shit. And this kept going on, and I'm like, I'm looking at her, like trying to give her the, yeah. the uh, cut to the neck thing, like easy. Yeah. And finally, one of the guys comes up and goes, "Super E, I know this is your informant, but she's pissing off fucking <laughs> everybody. <laughs> and if she keeps up, we're going to go to jail." He goes, "Do something with her." So I got to saddle up next to her and go, "You're going to end up in fucking jail if you don't shut that fucking big mouth." She goes, did I come on too strong? <laughs> oh, no, not a bit. No, <laughs> I just want to make it look real. Well, you made it look real crazy. Yeah. So yeah. don't say another fucking word. So we don't both have to go to jail because I could, I just can't have her go to jail. Yeah. And then you know, yeah. I got to pretend like I'm going to jail. Right. So anyways, thankfully, she calms the fuck down. They executed. They lock, we locked up the main dude. I mean, I got lucky. I mean, just yeah. got lucky that I kept noticing the same guy going back to the bathroom and everybody, everybody would come by his table. Right. And then he would get up. So I thought, well, let me go in there. And then that's when I saw the crowd of guys shoving the cocaine up their nose. But they were kind enough to let me urinate. Yes, that was and, nice uh, of him. That was and a then he was nice enough to sell to me directly. Well, and so he went to jail. They got a, he got a bunch of arrests for other uh, drug crimes and all this and the neighborhood people were ecstatic i bet they, they were because this has been happening they've been uh, doing this and causing problems and all this so uh the paper the people around which were hispanic folks in that neighborhood they were kind of sick of it right and so they they wanted something done and we said we were on top of it well so, here's the deal that wasn't luck that was you you were you were doing your supery stuff. You saw what was going on and figured it out and figured out who the who the guy was and you made it happen, supery. Well, that that's true. You know, you kind of have the in your head the the component of what you want to happen and this is how it will go. But you know, like I said, sometimes you know when you when you're doing something, you get lucky to help you uh, successfully complete the task and. It didn't hurt that they loved Dee. They yeah, thought she was great. Right. Exactly. 
she had a very charismatic personality. Exactly. Cause it was so, she had so much charisma. She almost, she almost ended up in the gray barn hotel with a green bologna sandwich. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, and that's another thing. So, I mean, you and D, you went in this place cold. This, you obviously were an outsider. I mean, yeah. you know, and you guys were just able to talk and schmooze your way in, made all kinds of friends, and, and then locked them up. That's great. Exactly. <laughs> but the good thing about it was, you know, they didn't know that we were the ones, thank God. Now, they right. might have put two and two together. But, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. But um, that is that is some good work, Super E, and Drunk D with her big drunk mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know i couldn't believe it man but uh, uh yeah that you know and that was generally that was just uh we did on a regular basis this wasn't something that just happened every once in a while no this is what we did on a regular basis it, exactly you would you know there'd be complaints just all over the place and a lot of times it wasn't a lot of information was there and you just had to go in wing it and, and figure it out yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is um, once you're uh, successful at doing that, and then you get a chance to help out all the units, not just the unit that you work in, all the other units. And we had like five or six narcotics units. You know, you had one big one, and then the ones that were broken into for the neighborhoods. And that's what this was. This was one of the district level narcotics people. And uh, you had what you call NROs, which were uniform officers. But their main goal was whatever the citizen complaints were, they focused in on that. So we would combine all our efforts yeah. to, uh, to you know, just quell the crime that was plaguing that neighborhood. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to toot the horn for you. That sounded weird, but uh, I'm going to compliment you is what I'm going to do. Um, you were known throughout the department that you know if a unit needed help they couldn't get in somewhere you know whatever they would come to you i mean you were you helped out all kinds of units and uh and and because they knew you could get it done you were the man you know i'd I'd want to pat myself on the back you know a lot of it like you said was like experience and i had good help from my handy helpers right and and also I enjoyed it. It it's, it was like I wasn't going to work every day. It's not like you know I had to sit in a cubicle at a desk. I just can't imagine that. Yeah. Every day when I went to work, I was like, "What is going to happen today?" Exactly. What exciting thing is going to happen today? And stuff happened to you, Super E, that uh, didn't happen to other people. You've got some good stories. There was there was a there was a lot of cra- crazy things that happened, and uh, A Train was there a lot of the times. You know, we were doing it; they were asking for our help. Well, absolutely. It was yeah. when we got together, man. That was a dynamic oh, duo. It was sparks flew. Yes. Yeah. Wait a minute, that sounded weird. You know, yeah, that did. That kind of sounded like when I said I wanted to toot your horn or whatever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, listen. That was a good tale, Super Thanks. E. I enjoyed that. So, ten four. Hopefully, listeners enjoyed it, and I hope they come back. Um, all four of them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's just go ahead and close this one out. Ten four. All right. See ya. Bye. See ya.